0: Well good evening and welcome to our Bible study and uh, we're going to be looking at the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 11 and reading through from verse 7 through to verse 14. So Revelation 11 verse 7. Now when they had finished their testimony, the beast that comes up from the abyss will attack them and overpower and kill them. Their bodies will lie in the streets of the great city, which is figuratively called Sodom and Egypt, where also the Lord was crucified. For three and a half days, men from every people, tribe, language and nation will gaze on their bodies and refuse them burial. The inhabitants of the earth will gloat over them and will celebrate by sending each other gifts because these two prophets had tormented those who live on the earth. But after the three and a half days a breath of life from God entered them, and they stood on their feet, and terror struck those who saw them. Then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. And they went up to heaven in a cloud, while their enemies looked on. At that very hour, There was a severe earthquake, and a tenth of the city collapsed. Seven thousand people were killed in the earthquake, and the survivors were terrified and gave their glory to the God of heaven. The second woe has passed. The third woe is coming soon. Let's pray. Our Father, again, we just seek your help and guidance as we go through these verses together, as we do it in your precious name. Amen. Well, this little passage, I've just headed it, uh, heed the warnings. Well, now that we've reached the halfway point in the book of Revelation, I want us to spend a little bit of time this evening looking at what Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew chapter 24. In the previous chapter, Matthew 23, Jesus has leveled seven moves against the hypocrisy of the religious leaders of his day as he warns them about the judgment that was to come on Jerusalem. So Matthew 24, verse 1 through to 3. Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. "'Do you see all these things?' he asked. "'Truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. "'Everyone will be thrown down.'" This led the disciples to ask Jesus two questions. If we read on, we read as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives. The disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? So the first question was, when will the temple be destroyed? And the second question you could say it's almost in two parts is they asked what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age and in these verses in matthew jesus will answer both of these questions the first one well when will the temple be destroyed well jesus didn't tell them the actual time but we know that this temple in jerusalem was some years later in a.d 70 actually literally destroyed so let's continue in matthew chapter 24 and verse 4 through to 8 where we read about things that will happen during the lifetime of the 12 apostles jesus answered watch out that no one deceives you for many will come in my name claiming i am the messiah and will deceive many You will hear of wars and rumours of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Now, I know that we know those verses well, but just notice this evening the reference to the future. But the end is still to come. All these things are the beginning of birth pains. So remember those things as we continue and as we go through the book of Revelation. But in the meantime, Matthew 24, now let's read verse 9 through to 14. And we read here these things that he's speaking about, will continue to happen during the lifetime of the church. So Jesus said to them, Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people because of the increase of wickedness the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Notice the language here. And then the end will come. And Jesus speaks about the increase of wickedness. Now, we know that this leads to um, the Great Commission, a commission that was not only given to the apostles, but also to all Christians. So we're going to just look at Matthew 28 for a few moments. Again, uh, some verses that you will be familiar with, verse 18 through 20 of Matthew 28. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. So come with me as we think about these words to the book of Acts. I'm just going to read one verse, verse 8 of Acts chapter 1. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes to you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now in these two passages we've just looked at, Matthew 28 and Acts 1, notice the reference to how long these things will last and how far these things will extend. Jesus is saying here, through these things, and surely I am with you always, always to the very end of the age. And then he goes on to say, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So let's go back to Matthew 24 and continue to read from verse 15 through to 21. And in these verses, we see that Jesus will now revert back to what he mentioned earlier, the destruction of the temple. He said this, so when you are standing in the holy place, the abomination that causes desolation, spoken of, spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand then, let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, let no one on the housetops go down to take anything out of the house, let no one in the field go back to get their cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great distress, unequal from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. Now we can also read about this in luke's gospel luke 21 i just want to read you a passage a few verses and verse 20 through to 24 and this is what luke said he just gives us a little bit more information jesus is still speaking and he said when you see jerusalem being surrounded by armies you will know that its desolation is near Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, let those in the city get out, and let those in the country not enter the city. For this is the time of punishment in fulfilment of all that has been written. Notice that, all that has been written. Referring back again to the prophets. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. There will be great distress in the land and wrath against this people. They will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Now notice here, as Jesus speaks about the destruction of the temple that, that it happened in AD 70, Jesus doesn't tell them when the Jerusalem temple would be destroyed, but what he does do, he tells them that it would happen. And he tells them what to do when it does happen. In a quote from Josephus, Josephus was the Jewish historian of the time. And he gave a first-hand account of the fall of Jerusalem. And he reports that the Jewish Christians in Judea heeded Jesus' warning when the city and the temple fell. More than one million Jews died. But the Jewish Christians, by and large, were not among them, for they'd already fled the city when they saw the Romans coming. In other words, they heeded the warning. Remember that these things are the beginnings of birth pains. Jesus reminds us that God, Did and God still does speak to us through the Old Testament prophets. He was reminding his apostles that Daniel prophesied about the desecration and the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. Daniel's prophetic words extended beyond his lifetime into the lifetime of the disciples, and like the prophetic words of others such as Isaiah, Ezekiel, Zechariah those words that they spoke will be relevant in the lifetime of the church until and beyond God's final day of judgment and Jesus here is reminding us and the twelve apostles of this and John in the book of Revelation continues to remind us of this in his words Remember those words that we keep saying, saying, at the beginning of Revelation. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So the words of Jesus, they actually continue in Matthew chapter 24. And you can read that through from verse 22 through to 50. Let me just mention a few things that he speaks about. This is where the incident of the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem was to be a warning to the people. Warning them about something that was about to happen in their lifetime. That warning became a sign to them, and a sign to all who would follow after. All who are living during the church age, citizens of God's kingdom while here on earth. This includes you and I. And Jesus here warns the church about false prophets. He says that for the sake of the elect, the days of suffering will be cut short. He speaks of a loud trumpet call as the elect are gathered. He said that no one other than God knows when this will happen. But as they wait, the elect are to remain faithful, watchful, and to be ready for the day when the final judgment will come. So just as the disciples in Matthew's gospel asked, what will be the sign of your coming of the end of the age so we ask the same questions today and God has given us the answers in the book of Revelation and through the rest of the gospel so let's take a look at the passage that we read together this evening so let's turn to Revelation chapter 11. First of all, let's look at verse 7 through to 10, what will happen. Now when they finish their testimony, this is the witnesses, the beast that comes up from the abyss will attack them and overpower and kill them. Their bodies will lie in the public square of the great city, which, figuratively, which is figuratively called Sodom and Egypt, where also their Lord was crucified. For three and a half days, some from every people, tribe, language and nation will gaze on their bodies and refuse them burial. The inhabitants of the earth will gloat over them and will celebrate by sending each other gifts because these two prophets had tormented those who live on the earth. The reference to the beast, this is the one who is the the agent of Satan who is not always recognized, but who is at work in his mission to destroy the church as it battles against, and here's the words of Paul, rulers, authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces. Now some within the church will be killed for their faith. We know that, we see that happening. This will be seen by the world as being the defeat of God's universal church. They will see the church as being weak, insignificant, having its dignity removed, its use outlived, and it not being worthy of their attention. Its demise will be seen as being something to celebrate, because they see the church that is representative of the person of Jesus, and that has the personality and the presence of the Holy Spirit, They see it as being an unwanted intrusion into their lives, a disruption that needs to be removed. We see this happening now in a very real way in some parts of the world, and to some extent even here in our country. The reference to the cities of Sodom, Egypt and Jerusalem, referred to as the Great City, are not. The actual geographical places the text makes that clear to us. They are figurative references to the places throughout the world where the gospel will be rejected, where believers are enslaved and killed by an ungodly nation, just as Jesus was treated in the city of Jerusalem. Verse eleven through to fourteen. Chapter 11, on that day, they will see the church that they thought was dead is actually alive. But after three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them, and they stood on their feet, and the terror struck those who saw them. Then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here, and they went up to heaven in a cloud while their enemies looked on. Now, when we come to these two verses verse 11 and 12 we see this reference to come up here and they went up to heaven in a cloud while their enemies looked on now there's a question here does this mean that the lord literally took his church into heaven at this point in time As we think about this question, I want us to go back to Revelation chapter 4 and verse 1 and 2 and just listen to the language and see what's happening here. This is what John said. After this, I looked and there before me was a door standing open in heaven and the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here and I will show you what must take place. After this, at once, I was in the spirit. And there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. Now we know that John, while he was on the Isle of Patmos, was in the spirit. He was still on the Isle of Patmos after his vision had taken place. We can go back and and look at the time when Moses went up the mountain to meet with God. And we know that when Moses came down from the mountain, the people who saw him knew that he had been in the presence of God and it caused them to fear. This is what we're reading here in Revelation 11, verse 11 to 12. Only here it is the universal church who are showing signs of God's presence with them through times of suffering, things that are witnesses to the supremacy of God Over the evil forces of this world, showing them that the final judgment is near. Could these verses be a reference to the time throughout, or the times throughout history, when a nation thinks that it has eradicated the presence of God, only to find that the Lord has surrounded his people and brought them out of the ashes of persecution to become a witness? A witness to the supremacy of god is this passage also telling us that the closer we come to the final day of judgment it will be more to do with condemnation of a sinful world and of the protection that god has for his true universal church and and rather than repentance by the nations who deliberately refuse to acknowledge god John has already alluded to the plagues of Egypt and the reluctance of Pharaoh to acknowledge God. Pharaoh knew who God was. God had demonstrated to Pharaoh who he was, but Pharaoh refused to acknowledge him. Pharaoh hardened his heart, and he came to a point when God hardened Pharaoh's heart and brought judgment on him. So we need to think about these things. Well let's just look at verse thirteen this evening. At that very hour there was a great there was a severe earthquake and a tenth of the city collapsed, seven thousand people were killed in the earthquake, and the survivors were terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. You know, the time will come when God will show his glory, and the world will have no time or place in their lives for him. Will have no option but to recognise his glory as they face his final judgment. The Lord will return, and when he does, he will take his church home for eternity. As we draw to the end of our time together. Let me read 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 16 through to 18. Again, you will know these words, but I want to bring them to you as we look at them in the context of Revelation. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. So let's think about Revelation again. If the witnesses represent the universal church, then these verses mean that the world will see that despite their efforts, the church that they try to kill and that will appear dead is not dead. And thinking that the church is dead will cause those who are against God to fear. This fear doesn't cause many to repent, but it does mean that they see something of who god is and that they are standing under his judgment so that they have no choice but to recognize the glory of god but still they do not acknowledge him as their lord but they will acknowledge him as their judge remember pharaoh think about his reaction When Jesus came as a baby in Bethlehem, he came to accomplish the work of redemption. When he comes again, he will bring about the consummation of all things in final judgment and in salvation. The day of Christ's return will be unexpected. Why? Well, it's so that we as believers would not live carelessly as we wait for his return. Just as Jesus didn't tell the disciples the actual date and time that the temple would be destroyed. The return of Christ will bring about the fullness of the kingdom of God. It will be a day of judgment and the consummation of all things in the new heavens and the new earth where Christ will forever reign With his people. Believers and unbelievers will both undergo resurrection when Christ comes again. The just will experience the resurrection into life, and the unjust the resurrection unto condemnation. Verse 14 The second woe has passed, and the third woe is coming. As we draw to a close, I just want to finish to read to you two verses from Matthew 24 or a few verses from Matthew 24 that we looked at earlier. And as we close, I want us to think about them together. This is Matthew 24, verse 4 through. Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you, For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumours of wars but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famine and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginnings of the birth pains. Well, What are we going to take from those few verses as we close? Let's take this. See to it that you are not alarmed. All these things that are happening are the beginning of the birth pains that will result in bringing life and life eternal to those who are His. Let's pray. Father, we know that sometimes we can be confused by what we read. But our Father, we pray that even if we are confused and we don't fully understand, that you will remind us that we are to remain faithful and we are reminded to look forward to the day when you do return. And our Father, as we have looked at these things, help us not to be alarmed, but help us to rejoice in who you are as we come in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, next week we'll move on to verses 15 to 19. We'll have an insight into the final day of judgment. And then in Revelation chapter 12, and some way into it, we will go back and see the build-up to the need for God's justice. Well, that's something to look forward to for next time. Bye for now.